This is the Tan Talk Radio Network. This is the Mark Cutler Show. Now, eating his way across the USA, Mark Cutler. Hey, the wonders of recordings. Uh, Pete didn't show up because I he knows I'm not eating my way across the country this week, so I, I didn't do much eating. Um, but... I saw some nice, good music, and I'm, and I'm going to do a special show tonight. I got a, I have a great guest coming on, and also after that, I'm going to play some music by uh, some of the great musicians who we lost this this year. So, I'm um, uh, looking forward to playing some really good music for you. Uh, a couple of shows I saw in the past couple of weeks um, at the uh, Smith Center in Las Vegas, and that was um, at Myron's Cabaret Jazz, the uh, Doo Wop Hall of Fame. Of America, it was a good show, but it was very disappointing. It wasn't really very much do up, and um, other than that, show was somewhat decent. But Saturday night at Myron's Cabaret Jazz, the great Poncho Sanchez. Wow, man, what a great percussionist, great conga player, and his and his Latin jazz band. And um, he not only plays jazz, he plays um, some soul stuff. He did um, even did. Um, James Brown's out of sight. So uh, if you ever get a chance to see Poncho Sanchez, um, one of the great, great um, percussions of our time, uh, great conga player, Poncho Sanchez is unbelievable. I was at an event here in Las Vegas this um, past week, and I was sitting down at this table. I, 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 I met a couple of people, very interestingly enough, from Tompkin Springs, and so I want to say hello to... Uh, Nice couple, uh, Heath and Marcy, uh, from Topham Springs. Uh, I met them at the uh, at this event, and um, it was very interesting that we started talking. And they they wanted to know if I lived here, and I said yes. And they said, uh, and I, but I, and they said they lived in uh, in Tampa. And I said, wow, that's where I do my radio show from. And, uh, and so we we had a nice conversation. Heath and Marcy from Topham Springs. Um, we got a guest coming on in a few minutes, so I want to just mention a couple of um, uh, items that are coming up. Um, the Cowboy Christmas shows that come to Vegas every year around this time, uh, coming next week. And if you get over to uh, Mandalay Bay or the Sands Convention Center, uh, you'll get to uh, see some really great gift items. But you'll also get to see the people from High Mountain Mercantile. It does a lot of cowboy stuff, and they, they're they also featuring their Rocky Mountain Donut Company this year. So if you want some great donuts, uh, get over there and check out the Rocky Mountain uh, Donut Company. And and I, another um, company I met at the um, Indian National Finals Rodeo uh, was the Rockin' Outlaw. They're in um, uh, Browning, Montana. Uh, I don't have their website, but uh, check them out, the, uh, the Rockin' Outlaw at, in Browning, Montana. And um, they're great people. They have great clothing, uh, caps, hats, all kinds of great things. So, so check them out. Right now, I know we got a special. I got to tell you about this guest. This, this is a gentleman I've known for about three or four years now. He's um, he works over at the, the university and the UNLV um, in the music department. By the way, the music department is one of the the great great jazz uh, schools in in the country. And uh, being from Boston. I know great schools because, you know, I used to, um, I know the, all the people from um, from Berkeley, uh, so I, I know I know great schools, and this is one of the great jazz schools in our country, and maybe in the world, and they produce great musicians. And this young man is, um, is from Germany. He's um, one of the instructors there. He's also the leader of the uh, the Latin jazz band, who's won numerous awards, including the Downbeat Award, and he's. He's a real renaissance man. I mean, this guy dresses like unbelievable. He's, he's just a class, such a classy guy. He plays at the dispensary here in town. And here he is, Uli Geisendorfer. Well, hello, Marv. How are you? I'm great. How are you? How was that introduction? Okay, Uli? 
the introduction was incredible. You have to be my new press agent. That's for them. <laughs> hey, Willie, that was great because I just want to mention that you sat in with one tune with Pancho Sanchez, and you were unbelievable that uh, Saturday night. Thank you so much. You know that I know Pancho, of course, for or off Pancho for many years, and I saw him play before. But it was uh -huh. uh, really a, a special treat. Yeah, and then, um, and then um, uh, Francisco there, he he was with you guys at the um, the Flamingo Library a couple of months ago. That's right. That's sort of how it all came about because Francisco was playing with us, and then said, you know, next time in town, but just come by and hang with us, and 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 so I did. And I was actually about to go to the dispensary because we had a live recording that night. When he said, uh -huh. why don't you sit in with us on the next set? I'm going like, okay, but then I have to do it right in the beginning and I have to rush out. I'm so sorry. And he said, yeah. okay, no worries. I was, I was there that night at the Flamingo Lobby. What a great trombone player he is, you know. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah he's, he's something else. Actually, I'm very happy he's going to uh, work with us, too. I'm, I'm producing this big band album in January, and he's going to write some arrangement for me. All right, great, great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to you doing my lead sheet on my tune there. The, my, I don't know if you heard the beginning of my show, but the tune that was, I was talking about was my theme song. So, great. Well, it's about time we get down to it. Yeah, yeah Dave, I, I gave a, I gave a CD with the Dave a few, uh, two or three years ago, and he, and I, and I said the school can have it, and um, he was thinking of recording it, but he wanted a, a lead sheet, so uh, that's why I'm... I, I, I ask you, but anyways, I don't want to talk about my music or my issue right now. I want to talk about you. Um, I want to talk about you, um, you over at UNLV. I want to talk about you at the dispensary and whatever else you're doing. So tell me. So what am I doing? Well, I've, I've been at UNLV now for seven years. I, I came to Las Vegas originally uh, being a pianist and, and music director with a Cirque du Soleil production, Viva Elvis. And so I moved here from New York, and but that was a short-lived fancy. It was one of those productions which unfortunately didn't last long. And I was about to go back to New York when um, Dave Loeb approached me about the uh, Latin, you know, whole Latin department. He goes like, hey, why don't you do the Latin ensemble? And we don't have anyone doing it because he knew I studied in Cuba many a year ago. And when I was in New York, I played a lot of Latin music. It's really dear to me. And so I started, and we... We became very successful. We won Downbeat Award four years in a row, uh, even the first place um, in 2015. And, and this year we're just working on the record right now. And I think we're going to have a fair chance again. The band is sounding absolutely stupendous. That's great. You're doing, a great, you're doing a great job with those kids over there at UNLV. Um, Thank you. Uh, you know, that, 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 that Latin band is fabulous. I, I, I attend every concert. You know, I missed this concert, uh, this last one, because... Something happened to my emails, and I didn't get notice of the of the uh, of the three day festival, so I missed it. But you, but I've, I've I've been to all the others, and you guys are doing a great job. Uh, what about? Tell me about the dispensary. So I started the dispensary now. It's almost six years ago, so we are going now seventh year. And at first, it was just you know um, an idea. Adele, the owner, approached me after we played that one weekend, which was very successful. What to do? And I told her if I want to do anything. I want to do a real jazz club, a place where it's about the music and it's about the players and not just music as a backdrop. And she agreed to it. And now here we are six years later. It's in full swing. We got great artists coming in all the time because I'm organizing a lecture series at the university as well. We've had some really great jazz players like this weekend, Scott Whitfield, world-renowned trombonist from L.A. is coming in and his wife, Ginger Berglund. And um, we always have my trio there backing up the artists that are coming in. And it's a fantastic scene. Every Friday and Saturday, we have a trio with a with a guest vocalist every Wednesday we have instrumental jazz like this Wednesday we have the jazz jam which happens every first Wednesday of the month and I in the summertime I was able to put in a grand piano and a new sound system so we're really stepping up the process and we're working on a, a live series as well live from the dispensary which will be live streams and which actually brings me to my next project which is a company I just founded and the project I just founded is Vegas Records, which is a new record company uh, having several tiers to it. The first one is creating the back catalog of all the 
jazz players in town with their releases, the old releases, then also creating uh, new releases. I already have seven uh, that are coming out. And it's also a not-for-profit organization that will help young artists uh, getting the start and um, being able to help them, you know, get started with the first productions. And I also have a vinyl section where really great albums are coming out of vinyls and a collection of Eston Dispensary and all that kind of stuff. As I said, also a part of it is the live streams, live from the dispensary, where we have a lot of back catalog as well. And we're just putting it all up there. I'm trying to create a hub for jazz and, and jazz-related music and creative music in Las Vegas. That's great. And, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, keep me in touch with that. So, um, you know, let me have some of that music, and I'll play it on my show from time to time. Absolutely, yes. Um, the opening gala is on January 30th. And January what? January 30th, Tuesday, January 30th. And so that's when the first seven albums are coming out. And among that is my trio record with a trio from the dispensary. Among that is Charles McNeil, wonderful saxophonist, uh, who's actually playing with us always and who's been on my last project, Colors, as well. Um, I'm, I'm working on getting Ronnie Foster's trio album out as well. And uh, there's a Klezma album that comes out too, a Klezma jazz album. So we have a whole, we will have a whole world section as well, you know, jazz and jazz related. And um, and there's also uh, a trumpet player. As soon as he heard it uh, from Luxembourg that I used to play with, Ernie Hamis, when I was in Europe, played in my band, and I played with his. And he just came out with a new production, so we're putting that out there as well. So it's it's gotten already some acclaim, and I'm really looking forward to work it and. Uh, creating a Facebook and a YouTube and promotional team to really put the word out there and, and show that Las Vegas is not just about entertainment, but it's also about creativity and creative music. Right, the dispensary is um, is uh, on Flamingo, right, in Las Vegas, my out-of-town listeners? No, it's on Tropicana and Eastern. Tropicana. One of Trop and Tropicana Eastern. and Eastern. So for my out-of-town listeners, um, you know, if you're in town and you want to hear some great jazz, uh, the dispensary at Tropicana and and um, and Eastern. And, um, you know, uh, and can, do you want to give out your website so you can let people know what's going on? Mm, yeah, sure. My website is Uli Music, like my name, U-L-I, music.com. Although I lately have had not much chance to update that. You go to... The dispensarylounge.com, that's where all the current listings are. Uh-huh. I'm, work, I'm working on Vegas-Records, too. That's uh, in a couple of weeks. That's up. And although <clears throat> the big launch will be in January, but it's already going to be up, and you can see what's going on. You know, I want to tell my listeners, I've been around jazz for a long time. I've, I, I, play, I, was, I was Mr. Jazz in Boston. Uh, on the radio playing just jazz for 17 years, and I I produced a lot of um, music, uh, a lot of musicians, Buddy Rich in concert. And um, uh, this town has been a really dead town for for jazz, but since Dave Loeb has been here and, and, and Uli uh, it's, uh, then, um, uh it's been a, a great. Uh, these guys are doing a great job. Uli is a, is a brilliant um, uh, jazz mind. And he's a great pianist, and he's um, he works great with the kids. And I, I want to thank you for coming on the show. What you kidding me? It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I, um, I want to play a little bit of your music. And um, um, so, um, what, what, what have you got there for me? Um, what I brought for you is the title cut of my new three albums coming out in January. This one is called Long Way Home. And it's actually okay. to my mom. Great. Thank Thanks, Willie. I hope you will enjoy it. It features Dave Ostrom on bass. Thanks for coming on the show, and uh, I'll see you at the next concert, right? Oh, I'll see you before that. I want to bring you over that lead sheet, the information. So. Looking forward to see you when we get that happening, and so you have your own song. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. Thanks for coming on, Willie. Okay. Have a good night. Thank you so much for having you me. <laughs> Bye.
um, Uli Geisendorfer, some great music, great piano player, and um, great to have him in Las Vegas. Really, he's he's such a treasure here. So um, it's really uh, I'm really I'm happy he was on our show and uh, uh, looking forward to his uh, new releases and some more of that great music he plays around town. Now, I want to devote the rest of the show to um, some of the great um, musicians that have um, passed this year. Uh, thankfully, we have we have their music on record, and um, we'll have them forever. And um, I picked out what I think are some of my favorites, and um, well, I, they are my favorites. But I also hope that there's some of your favorites too. So um, I'm going to start off with um, the late great Chuck Berry and. Havana Moon. Since 12 o'clock Me watch the tide Easing in It's loading moon But hiding when Havana moon Havana moon Me all alone Me open the rum It's long the wait For boat to come American girl Come back to me, we'll sail away across the sea. We'll dock in New York, the building's high. We find a home up in the sky. Havana Moon, Havana Moon. Me still alone, me sip on the rum, me wonder when. The boat she come to bring me love. Ow! Sweet little thing, she rock and roll, she dance and sing, she hold me tight, she touch me lips, me eyes they close, me heart she flip. Havana moon, Havana moon, but still alone, me drinking the rum. American girl, she tell a lie, she say till then, she mean goodbye, Havana Moon, Havana Moon, me lay down alone, was good to run, me fall asleep, the boat she come, the girl she look, till come the dawn, she weep and cry. playing like like Havana Moon is not the big hits or the you know the, the tunes that all you guys out there know by these great artists but I'd like to play some of the interesting things that weren't as well known and um, and they actually were some of my favorites so uh, and Havana Moon is absolutely one of my all-time favorite Chuck Berry uh, tunes um, there's a great man out of New Orleans I think I get this in the right order. Do I, uh, and, uh, <laughs> my mind is gone. <laughs> I, I, um, right, okay, I knew I was doing this right. Okay, anyway, I, um, this is a great, great man out of New Orleans, one of the greatest, um, 
performers of all time. Um, recently, um, came into um, some hard times during the um, during the, the bad weather down in New Orleans, and uh, the city um, helped him out with his housing and everything. Um, it was what what is a real real um, citizen of New Orleans, a, a great musician in New Orleans, and one of the greatest musicians of all time is uh, the late, the great, the wonderful Antoine. Fats Domino and Mardi Gras in New Orleans. When I'm um, when I'm in New Orleans, um, I go to um, um, a coffee house there, um, Cafe Beignet. Um, I have my beignets and my coffee, and it's an outdoor establishment to listen to jazz. And um, it's a great little place uh, for jazz, and they get some great, great local musicians playing there, like Steamboat Willie. And um, there's a great statue of the Fat Man there. He's a he's a great great citizen of New Orleans, great musician, legendary, Vaz Domino. Several years ago, quite a few years ago, I was um, producing music in Boston, and I, I used to run the music over at Storyville Jazz over there, and um, one of the uh, great artists that I brought into town was um, one of the great singers of all time, uh, the great John Hendricks, who some of you may know was part of the group uh, Lambert, Hendricks, and Ross. Uh, John Hendricks was a great, great vocalist. Uh, he was like the creator of vocalese. And um, great loss to the jazz world is um, John Hendricks. And give me that wine. <laughs> My wife got tired of me running round, so she tried to keep me home. Well, she broke my nose and hid my clothes, but I continued to roam. Then she finally hit my weak spot, threatened to throw my bottle out. Well, from the basement to the rooftop, everybody could hear me shout, Give me that wine, oh, give me that wine, yeah, give me that wine. Cause I can't cut loose without my juice. I got to have hot Lucy when I go walking, you know. Well, one day while crossing the avenue, a big car knocked me down. 
While I was stretched out, tying up traffic, and crowds came for blocks around. Now the police were searching my pockets before they sent me to the funeral parlor. But when one of them cops took my bottle jack, I jumped straight up and commenced to holler. Give me that wine. Oh, give me that wine. Give me that wine. Cause I can't get well without muscatel. I only drink for medicinal purposes anyway. Well, now, one real dark and dreary night as I was staggering home to bed. Well, the bandit jumped from the shadows and put a blackjack side my head. That cat took my watch, my ring, my money, and I didn't make a sound. But when he reached and got my bottle, you could hear me for blocks around. Give me that wine. Oh, give me that wine. Give me that wine. Beat my head out of shape, but leave my grape. Watch ringing money ain't nothing, don't mess with my wine, Jim Well, one day my house caught fire While I was laying down sleeping off a nap And when I woke up, everything was burning With a pop and a crackle and a snap Now the fireman chopped up my TV set And tore my apartment apart But when he raised his axe to my bottle I screamed with all my heart Give me that wine, oh, give me that wine Give me that wine So I can drink one toast before I roast. No sense in going out half-baked, might will be all to it. You can take all those Hollywood glamour girls, Lana Turner, Rita Hayworth, Brigitte Balto, and Lucille Ball, and all them chicks, and line them upside the wall. Put a gigantic jug beside them, and tell me to take my choice, or there'd be no doubt which one I chose. The minute I raise my voice, give me that wine. Chicks look fine, but I love my wine. Now some folks like money, some like to dance and dine. But I'll be happy if you give me that wine. Give me that wine. Unhand that bottle. Yeah, give me that wine. The great, the late great John Hendrickson. Give me that wine. In Canada, there was a young man was uh, is known as a poet. Some people call him the Bob Dylan of um, of Canada. He was a poet more than he was a singer. Uh, he played, he sang, and played guitar, and he actually sang his poetry. And we just we lost him this year. Uh, another great loss, Leonard Cohen, and. You want it darker. Prisoners and the guards are taking aim. 
I struggled with some demons, they were middle class and tame. I didn't know I had permission to murder into me. You want it darker?
I'm um, a very eclectic guy when it, when it comes to music. Uh, I'm basically, um, I'm a jazz guy. But there are other types of music that I really enjoy, as long as the music is good. You know, like, everybody knows that I'm a big doo-wop guy. I actually did a doo-wop radio show for many years in Boston. And um, I love classical music. And I like country music when it's good and has to be good and there's a few good artists out there and um some of my favorites who you know like willie and, and will and who we lost and um uh, those guys um really good good uh country singers and there was another gentleman that we lost this past year that was known as the uh, gentle giant he was um had a great voice and he was um wonderful singer. His name is Don Williams and his Some Broken Hearts Never Men. Coffee black, cigarette, start this day. Like all the rest First thing every morning that I do Is start missing you Some broken hearts never mend Some memories never end Some tears will never dry My In the night A willing woman To hold me tight But in the middle of love's embrace I see your face Some broken hearts never mend Some memories never Some of the uh, the great artists that we um, we lost this year, and thankfully we have their music uh, that will live on and on forever. So now, as most of my listeners know, I don't play any Christmas music except one. I'm not a Christmas music guy, and I don't play it on the radio. And there's one Christmas song. That's such a great tune. I play it every year. It's um, 
the great blues tune, great artist whom we also lost uh, several years ago. This is the great Charles Brown, and Merry Christmas, baby. Christmas Now I'm living in paradise Well I'm feeling mighty fine Got good music on my radio Well I'm feeling mighty fine Got good music on my radio Well, I want to kiss you, baby While you're standing beneath the mistletoe Good thing. <laughs> I like the, I like the Patriots. Oh, okay, that's good. It's only been but 15, gonna... 15 winning seasons, ten double digit in a row. You know. Right, but now we got a problem. Gronkowski did a nasty, stupid thing yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> now I didn't see the game. I just happened to see a news clip on it, and I just I think that was really stupid. Well, yeah, yeah, and I don't know if you saw. Like a couple of weeks ago, we had the same problem when we were in New Orleans with the Bucks, and then uh, Jameis Winston, who was not playing, poked his finger in the back helmet of somebody, and Mike Evans came running across the field and just plowed into the guy. So I, I think it was the same scenario. So Mike Evans got a one-game suspension, and and Gronkowski got a one-game suspension. So I, I think that uh, you know that was actually. First time, I think, in the league's history that the punishment fit the crime for a change or it was consistent because, uh, 
you know, what, what Gronkowski did was absolutely wrong. Right, absolutely. And I'm I'm a Gronkowski fan, but that was that was really stupid. So, mm-hmm. hey, the Giants made a finally made the right move. They get rid of Bob McAdoo. Yeah, well, here's the thing. You know, I think it should have came last week when when McAdoo came out and said he was going to bench Eli. I think ownership should have stepped in right there and made right. their choice to to get rid of him because what I mean. You mean losing against the Raiders was going to change your mind, possibly if they won? I don't think so. What they should have right. done is stepped in, and then just and and then whoever they were going to elevate to head coach say, "Listen, we want Eli to play." Period. And then you would have avoided this entire thing. You've now damaged the relationship between your 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 franchise quarterback and the face of the franchise for uh, how many years? Thirteen, fourteen years, whatever it is. And now I, I don't know if they can repair that at this point. I, I, I think that when Eli was benched, it's kind of like you turn around to your, to your, when you're, you know, somebody does something to you and you turn around and look at somebody else to back you up and that person is not there. And I think it's, uh, I think they may have damaged it beyond repair. Well, I don't, I don't think Eli um, is, is happy and I don't think Eli will be around next season. Um I just, I'm just surprised he lasted even till last week. Got Bob McAdoo because he's really, he's, I mean, the team is, you know, they're hurt and they get a lot of, they've had a lot of injuries, but still, he's not, a, he, he was not a good coach. No, he wasn't, and and it was clear that you know, probably at least five weeks ago, he lost the locker room. Once you do that, then the the players are just what we call U-Haul games. They've got a U-Haul, you know, hooked up to the back of their car or truck or whatever, and they're just playing out the string and. And get ready to go home for the uh, off season. So, what's going on with this country? I saw today that um, uh, Colin Kaepernick got an award from the ACLU, and he's getting more awards like yeah. I can't believe. He's actually a finalist for Time Man of, uh, 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 Man of the Year or whatever on Time Magazine. Yeah, Sportsman of the Year or Sports Illustrator, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is this is unbelievable. This. This country's really gone crazy. Yeah, I mean, here's a guy that's a, that's disrespectful not only to the country, but to the, to the citizens of the country and to the servicemen of the country, and 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 he gets um, awards for it. I, I I just can't imagine that. Yeah, well, that's that's the way things goes. I mean, it's more important to be Black Lives Matter than worried about uh, policemen that are being killed and and officers and. And uh, uh, servicemen that are killed in line of duty and on active service and stuff like that. Right, I'm not. I'm not a racist. I'm. You know, I'm not against Black Lives Matter. What I, What I want to say is, though, how come people don't go out and demonstrate when when a white police officer is shot and killed by a black man? Yeah, well, that's that's because they don't get in the media when they do that. Yeah, well, you know, it's um. You know, there's, there's something wrong with this country today, and I, I don't know what it is. And uh, and we were talking sports, and now we're talking about what's wrong with the country. And I don't know how we're going to fix it. Um, I think Donald Trump is probably doing the best job possible of trying to fix it. And um, uh, hopefully, it'll you know, uh, we can get some good legislators in there in the next election, in the off, off year, you know. Yeah, I think he's done some good things. I think he's kind of stubbed his toe on a few things, probably more than a few things. But, but yeah, well, uh, you know, you're dealing with a lot of other people that are in office that, uh, you know, I don't know if uh, by the end of the year if we're going to have enough people in Congress that haven't groped somebody. Right. <laughs> and maybe there'll be a lot of openings. Maybe we could run for office or something, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm, you know, I'm sad to see that because, you know, I met John Conyers several years ago and had some conversation with him. What a nice man, you know, and, you know, I'm a conservative guy, but, you know, for, for, for a liberal, he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a decent guy, and I just got, I couldn't imagine him getting into those kind of problems, you know? Well, you so. never know. I mean, there's, you know, I just believe that if you're going to run for public office, you better not have any skeletons in your closet. Right, even if they're forty years old, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Whether they're true or not, you know. Yeah, well, you know, forty years ago, women were were falling all over these people um, because they wanted to get ahead, and and it was like the it was it, it shouldn't have been the norm, but it was like the norm, and and now all of a sudden, 
you know, everybody's coming out, out and, 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 and talking about it. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, and then, you know, well, some of them, you know, some of them have uh, legitimate complaints because actually the offenders have actually admitted doing it. Right. You know, now all of a sudden they're sorry and they're going to take some class for six weeks at, uh, you know, sexual frustration class or whatever, and they'll deemed cured. Right. Oh, you and, I, so you and I would go to jail. Right. Hey, so much for our sports talk. And uh, uh, do I hear some music there in the background? Here it comes. Yeah, all right. Uh, it's, uh, I want to thank you guys uh, for listening out there. Um, the show is a little different than usual tonight. Um, uh, well, let's talk a lot more music. We had a great guest on, Uli Geisendorfer. And, uh, again, thank you for listening. Have a marvelous week. And until next year, ciao.